Can you lead forth a constellation in its season and guide the bear with her satellites? Verses 34 and 35. Can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that in an abundance of water will cover you? Can you send forth lightnings that they may go and say to you, here we are? Verse 41. Who prepares for the raven its nourishment when its young cry to God and wander about without food? Chapter 39, verses 1 and 2. Do you know the time the mountain goats give birth? Do you observe the calving of the deer? Can you count the months they fulfill? Or do you know the time they give birth? Verses 5 and 6. Who sent out the wild donkey? Who sent out the wild donkey free? And who loosened the bonds of the swift donkey? To whom I gave the wilderness for a home and the salt land for his dwelling place. Chapter 41, verse 1. This is my favorite. Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish hook? Michael Card has a song that you can YouTube. It's the Sweet of Job. And he says, if you merely touched him, you'd never forget in his response to Leviathan. Going back to Job 40, 1 through 9. Then the Lord said to Job, Will the fault finder contend with the Almighty? Let him who reproves God answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am insignificant. What can I reply to you? I lay my hand on my mouth. Once I have spoken, and I will not answer. Even twice, and I will add nothing more. In Job 42, 1 through 6. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have declared that which I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Hear now and I will speak. I will ask you and you instruct me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I retract, and I repent in dust and ashes. He is our daddy, but we must discover. Peter Pan's my daddy. The Almighty. Oh, man, that's awesome. I like that. Peter Pan's my daddy. Heavenly Father, the creator of the universe, is my daddy. Now, I, you know, and I made a mistake earlier, and I, the prophetic word that Lynn spoke earlier is that place of weakness, that only our daddy can fill those gaps. Only we can stand with us in those places of weakness and vulnerability standing on the midst of the sea. So don't forget this prophetic word that Lindsay spoke. It's going to follow through all the way through this. Lindsay didn't know what we were speaking when she prophesied this. God prophesied that and spoke it into us. Some of the biggest weaknesses we deal with and the things we face in our lives, and you see Paul talking about it here, you know, persecutions and insults is, is relationships with ourselves and with relationships with other people. And God's given Leah some things in relationship to that. Uh, 
I am going to be reading off of here because I keep my time low here. But um, I was just really hearing, I see an ideal with my own weaknesses and others' weakness in the perspective and provision of God. And the scriptures that I felt like the Lord gave me are really, like if I just read these, like you'd be like, okay, this is just seems really, really negative right now. But I don't, I, it's just beautiful in his provision. Like his provision for our weakness is just beautiful. And, um, and so I'm just going to read a couple different things. Um, and I have a statement kind of before each scripture. But I was really hearing, I receive blessing and I give blessing because I am made in the likeness of my heavenly Father. And the scripture that came to me is James 3, 9 through 10. With it we bless our, let's talk about the tongue, but with it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. And so this, this place of receiving blessing that we are make, made in the likeness of our Heavenly Father. I receive mercy and I give mercy. James 2.13 For judgment will be merciless to, to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I receive forgiveness and I forgive. Matthew 6.12 and 14-15 And we forgive us our debts and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Um, there's a scripture in there that I've skipped over, and the Lord gave me a couple other ones. But I was just really hearing, I receive his gentleness and deal gently concerning weaknesses. Um, Hebrews 5.2 he can deal gently with the ignorant and misguided since he himself also is beset with weakness. Um, and the interesting thing with that, that scripture was talking about the priest. That's why, that's what the priest back in the day were there for because they were called to, to deal gently because they also were beset with weakness. And then Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 um, and I was, I was really hearing, I draw near with confidence to the throne of grace because he sympathizes with my weakness, and I encourage others to draw near to him with confidence. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a great high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And then the last one I was, just, I was hearing was, I receive intercession from Jesus himself, and I intercede for others. Romans 8, 34, Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather he who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Awesome, Leah. Sorry about that. So when you see, what well, Leah was just pronouncing there in the spirit to us, when weaknesses manifest themselves in our lives, don't go to condemnation. 
when, when, uh, when weaknesses appear in somebody else's lives, don't go to judgment, anger, bitterness, or hate, but to forgive. You know, those weaknesses that are manifesting in other people's lives or have a twofold purpose. One is, especially if it pushes our button, it's revealing something in us. It's an opportunity. Power is perfected in weakness. When something manifests, Paul says something or does something, and it caused something to rise up in me, power is perfected in weakness. God transformed. Grace takes me to a level then I cannot detain on my own. But also, not only does it do a work in me, but it's also when that weakness manifests in another person, guess what? That's that opportunity. We can participate with God in loving a brother and sister. To stand alongside of. In fact, y'all remember the Greek word for comfort does not mean to like take away the pain. The Greek word for comfort is paraklesis, meaning one called alongside. And so when a weakness manifests in another brother, we're called alongside to intercede, not to condemn. Mitch. Um, as Rick was just, as we just read over these scriptures, you know, the Lord was just highlighting different things to each of us. And one of the things that he highlighted to me was just this word, um, submission, submit. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, we've kind of grown up in a day and age where submit it's kind of a, more of a negative than a positive. Uh, probably submission has gotten one of those bad raps as far as words go. But I really believe that in relationship to weakness, it's probably the most powerful thing that you can do is in relationship to submission. Now, because look in this James 4 passage, but he gives a greater grace. God gives a greater grace. All right, what is that? It says, then he says, God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. And then it says, the next statement is the response. Submit, therefore, to God. Then do what? Resist the devil, and then he will flee. So there's a place that submission really gives us this opportunity to put ourselves. Remember, the word submission means to what? Place under. Get, get under God. Get under his authority. Get under his place to work. And so there's, there's that place. And so... You know, I think a lot of times for me in my life, I wouldn't have said, I mean, if you guys think, I mean, I wouldn't have thought of myself as a prideful or arrogant person. But I found out really as I started walking with God, I really was. And it might not be the pride that I was thinking of in relationship to, you know, haughty. I always think, you know, people think of pride as kind of like this haughty, haughtiness. It's like, man, they're just prideful. Man. They, they're stuck on themselves or whatever else. But I had a lot of pride in my own heart. Why? Because I really thought I could do it on my own. I could do it on my own. You know, I, I got this. Now, I wouldn't tell everybody that. It didn't look like that, but I did in my heart. I said, I got this. I can do it. And in a lot of ways, I wouldn't submit my heart to the Lord. I wouldn't submit my heart to others in that to help. Because why? That's a sign of what? Weakness, to get, reach out for help, to reach out to get others involved in my life. And it was really interesting, this other First Peter, the other place in the Word that says God is opposed, I'm sure it's in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, First Peter 5, 5, says, you younger men, likewise, submit to your elders. That's, it says be subject, but it's the same word. 
submit yourself to your elders or your leadership. Why? And then it says, and all of you clothe yourself with humility towards one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but grace gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt you at the proper time. We've always heard that. We hear that word. But the reality, two verses above that, he's saying, do what? What's the place that's going to give you this, the greatest place of overcoming weakness, I believe, is going to be in what? Submitting yourself to leadership, submitting yourself to under, you know, wives to husbands, uh, husbands to wives, even it says submit yourself one to another in, in that scenario. But the reality is, you know, in that placing yourself under, that's a great place. It feels like weakness, but it's actually our, one of our greatest strengths. And, and, that, and I love that. And just clothe yourself with humility. I was thinking, as Doug, Doug, Doug stand up real quick. Uh, Doug clothes himself <laughs> with the fact that the L.A. Kings won the... Uh, how many people keep up with hockey? That's what I thought. Uh, two people. Two people. This guy over here and this guy over here. So two people, okay? But when he walked in the door, I just smiled. Because he was what? Clothed. And it was so abundant that it was, it was humorous. <laughs> why, why can't we do that with humility? I mean, come, like, come in this, to, uh, to relationships with this place of humility. Clothe yourself in it. Doesn't mean you're less than. Doesn't mean I get, uh, get walked over. Humility is being able to submit myself under relationships and relationships with leaders, relationships with uh, spouses, relationships with others. And some of those have been hurt in the past, and those are things to work through because I want to be ultimately in a place where I can walk under uh, men and women of God in, in, in this place and, and out. And so I just encourage you. That's a place that feels like a place of weakness, but it's actually your great, one, can be one of your greatest strengths. There's a prophetic word. As Mitch was saying this, I just heard the Lord say, many of you have faced weak moments in your life, and you've been waiting and crying out for the grace of God, but the grace of God is in you submitting to another brother crying out for help. There's where the grace is. Don't submit, no grace. And that's... Uh, I was talking to Paul this morning as we were getting ready, and I'm, you know, this big thing about authority for me does not lord over. You know, y'all heard me talking about it last week in that, uh, Matthew 20, verse 25 passage, where Jesus said, the rulers of Gentiles exercise authority lording over. He said, it's not so among you. And then, the, and then you know, you remember me sharing with y'all last week this dynamic where the protection is not in the authority exercising lording over to protect, but it's in the submission. That's where the power is. And I was telling Paul this morning, I says, how is it? I don't have the connection that more authority you have, the more you serve, you become a slave in that place. And, uh, and then in the response to the one who is, who is uh, to be, you know, I guess to submit to, like the lordship of Jesus and submitting that, but also to one another. That's what Mitch spoke. There's where the grace is. Y'all look for the moments of weakness in your lives, and the grace is going to be when you submit. Now, he said it right. You know, many times in us husbands, we focus on Ephesians 5.22, where it says, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. But we don't read 5.21. It's where it says, submit yourselves one to another. And that's crazy. So anyway, that's where the grace is, looking for those opportunities. 
You know, another type of weaknesses that all of us can encounter in our lives is those times when uh, some kind of need manifests itself, whether financially or, or some kind of resource of some short, shape or form comes, comes up. And Ingrid's got something to share about this place, about this points of time of weakness. Come here, Ingrid, please. Okay, bear with me. I'm a little nervous. I don't normally do this. Um, so I just want to share this little story of something that happened to me last week. So last Saturday, I was at the Blacksburg Aquatic Center. I go swimming. I make myself swim a half an hour of really slow laps. And as a reward, I let myself go into the hot tub for five, ten minutes. So I'm in the hot tub with a bunch of little kids and me, and the dad is sitting on the edge of the hot tub. And I vaguely recognize him. He's a professor in computer science at Virginia Tech. And then I notice he's wearing a Pebble smartwatch. So do any of you know what a Pebble smartwatch is? It's, it's like the Dick Tracy watch, okay? It's like, it's really cool. But it costs 150 bucks. So I've wanted one of these for years, but I just can't make myself spend 150 bucks on a toy. So I start asking this guy, oh, I see you're wearing a Pebble watch. Do you like it? And he starts telling me that he got it for free, that Pebble sent him a free watch and sent him a box of free watches for his students to use in his classroom. So I'm walking out of the pool, and I'm like, well, I want a free watch, you know? <laughs> Of course, I'm not like, I want a free watch. I'm like, I want a free watch. Right, so I hear this. I don't know if it's the Lord or me. I was just like, just ask for the watch. And so I start thinking, no, I'm going to ask Pebble to send me a free watch. And so I start thinking, like, okay, so I'm going I'm to write Pebble an email. You know, I should attach my resume, kind of like show them who I am. And then I'm like... You know, my resume is not up to date, so, okay, that's going to take me a day. And then I thought, well, you know, then they're going to Google me, right? And then, you know, there's no websites that are, I'm just going to look like a big fraud, right? Like, they, I'm not an app developer, I'm not some really cool, nerdy, geeky person, and that's going to take weeks before I update my websites. So I sit down to write this email, and I'm like, okay, so what can I write to, like, convince Pebble to send me this free watch? And then I just stopped myself and said, you know, just ask for the watch. So I write this email. It's like, dear Pebble, I'm writing you this email to ask you to send me a free watch <laughs> for development. And then I say, let me tell you a little bit about myself. And I go on and tell him why I want the watch. And then I hit send. And then I stop and think, because... We do this to ourselves all the time. Like, we stop ourselves from stepping out and doing something because we immediately think of the 17 reasons why we can't or that we're not worthy, even though the guy next to me was obviously worthy, and or we're not enough, or we don't deserve it. And sometimes we just need to ask. Like, Matthew 7:11. if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So the next morning I get a response from Pebble, and it's like really short, and it just says, Dear Ingrid, we would love to send you a watch. What's your address? Thank you.
was good. That was good. Come here, Tom. <laughs> oh, boy. She was all worried. Can you believe that? What the heck? Wow. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Rick is uh, speaking about Romans uh, 5, 3 through 5, but actually I want to talk about 1 and 2, um, if I can get my phone to cooperate. Um, I just want to read this and then uh, share something really briefly, because I only have three minutes. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's so big right there. You know, once, if we know we're justified... We should be walking in peace. We should have the peace of God all over us. And it says, goes on to say, through whom, in other words, through Jesus Christ, we have uh, obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exalt in hope of the glory of God. You know, introduction, there's all kinds of, you know, being a professor, there's always introductory courses of this or that. I feel like we're always teaching introduction to, you know, electromagnetics or introduction to quantum physics or whatever. It's, and it's, uh, but he's saying we have this introduction into this amazing grace. You know, I want to go back to the very first start of this verse, though. It says, therefore. And in the Bible, when you see the word therefore, you should ask yourself, what is it therefore? Because therefore... <laughs> Therefore connects a, a truth to a conclusion. And this is the conclusion. So, you know, there's no chapter divisions really in the Bible. Um, so we need to actually go back then to uh, chapter 4, the very end of chapter 4. And this is what it says, verse 21, before this therefore. So that... Um, is that am I in the right chapter? I am. Okay, so that... As sin reigned in death, no, that's not right. It's right before that. Yep, my, my, now my Bible all of a sudden is like died. Can you get, don't die. Yeah, but my phone just went blank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know, one of these days... One of these days. Okay, thank you. Whew! All right, so I blew it. So anyway, so verse 25, okay, the truth. It says, He who is delivered up because of our transgression and was raised because of our justification. I never saw that before. You know, there's two things important here that he says he was raised because of our justification. This tells me two things. Number one, that in his death, we were justified in his death. We were made just as if we never sinned because of his death. Faith in his death. Faith in what he did for us. But at the same time, it's our justification, the justifications of the saints, that raised Jesus up. The the Father delighted in raising Jesus up because he saw us as justified. Have you realized what he's saying about us? The power of that, but the power of that reality, the power of that truth. And he's saying now you've been introduced into this amazing grace, this grace, this life of grace that we can have hope uh, for a full, the fullness of life in this life and the life to come. 
But that just spoke, you know, volumes to me, that in his weakness, uh, you know, he, he, we are justified in the, in the deepest place of his weakness. Christ justified us by his death. But at the same time, it's our justification that raised him up. Powerful. Amen. I'll clap for Tom's because he'll feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, thing I want to just connect in between Tom and Ingrid is what Ingrid was operating with was faith. Because in, in the verse that Tom read there, you know, God gives grace to the humble. You know, my grace is sufficient for you. Power is perfected a weakness. But what Tom was real at reading there in, in Romans chapter 5, verse 2, where by faith we have our introduction into this grace. That is what releases the grace of God into our lives. When you're in those moments like Ingrid was, in the place about uh, of weakness in a need in your life. Now, and God cares about that. Pebbles, watch. <laughs> he cares about that. But it's faith. You know, it's interesting to me. Before I go over there, it was interesting to me, Ingrid brought out how we'll write a resume with God to justify ourselves before him. How many of you written that? Well, God, I've done this. I've done that. I can stand. You know, I've had my quiet time today. You'll answer me. You know, no, and Ingrid just goes, this is literally how I heard it in the spirit. Daddy, I want to watch. Can I have it? Isn't that what she said? And that's their grace comes. And there it is. And so uh, in this place that we can have confidence, we can boast in the weakness, in the moments of weakness, because we have a God that wants to give us pebbles watches in the situations. Paula's got some things. When I was praying about what to do, you know, it was funny because last night I told Rick, because I don't think, I don't have anything. I don't think I'm supposed to talk. And he goes, no, you're supposed to talk. <laughs> so anyway, I, you know, needed some grace. Uh, but I have to be honest with you, I don't like weakness. I don't like to talk about it. I don't like to be weak. Um, I was raised very independent. My flesh likes to stand on my own and likes to be strong. And anytime I feel that way, I know I'm over there. And uh, it works really well in this world. The world likes that. And so it really is sometimes difficult to discern what's true and what's not when the world is so overly saying this is what you need to be. And uh, so I grew up in a family. I was the only girl sandwiched between two brothers three and four years. And suck it up was the main theme of my life. If you were upset, suck it up. You know, I mean, it just, emotions were not allowed because brothers don't get that, you know. And so, you know, so through the years, that's what I did. You know, you just tough it out and you figure it out. I know my grandmother used to say to me, you know, the thing about Paul is if she doesn't like a situation, she just changes it, you know. And so, and again, that sounds good, doesn't it? But it really doesn't work well on this when you swivel this way. Uh, because, you know, you can, even spiritually, you know, I had, I was raised, you know, more religion, so that fit my mold, do's and don'ts. Do the do's and don't do the don'ts, right? And so, again, that worked in my, you know, paradigm. And so, um, so and, and I'm just telling you, if you operate that way, that you will eventually hit a wall. I hit a huge wall in my life where suddenly I couldn't perform it. 
I, had, I felt like a failure. And so when you hit that wall, then you start looking for what is the real way that God wants me to live. And so as you read those scriptures, don't go, la, 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 you know, because there was a time in my life when this kind of scripture and confession, I'd be going, la, 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 because I didn't want to hear that because weakness was bad. And so some, there's going to be some things in our life that we are going to have to deal with. We're going to have to get rid of some lies and start really allowing God to reveal to us truth. So to be honest, a lot of times when I, when, when I was thinking about this, your heart came into me, and I just felt more intercession. So if you'll just close your eyes, I'm going to list off some weaknesses and, uh, or some areas where you might need this grace. Um, you may have a child that you don't know how to raise, and so you need grace. You may have a spouse you don't know how to love. You may have a grown child you feel helpless to lead or direct. You may have finances that you don't know how to balance. You may have a job or you may need a job, need to find a job. Uh, you may need to balance your job with your life. Uh, you may just need to do well in your job. Uh, you may have a Uh, you may have a loved one that's lost that you don't know how to save. You may have grief that you don't know how to turn into joy and peace. You may have a destiny you don't know how to fulfill. Uh, you may have a church leadership that you can't seem to figure out how to fix, how to heal, or how to deliver. Um, or you just can't get it right no matter what you do. And so, Lord, I just pray that that you would give grace. Uh, Lord, I, I know that in my heart that that's your desire, is to give us grace in whatever area of weakness or failure that we're feeling in our life. Um, and Lord, I know that you don't call us to things that we can do on our own, but you give us destinies that require a dependence on you. And I just pray you just give us the grace to walk in the destiny that you have for us. Amen. Amy. Come here, Tammy. Amy, can you all? And Tammy, come here. I heard a story of Tammy one time, and there, this is Tammy. I was sitting here, and we're talking about weakness. And the Lord reminded me of when Tammy went to the Ukraine. Tell them about the tree. Step into the tree. Um, so I went to the Ukraine. It was my first missions trip. I literally thought I was going to die. <laughs> literally. And um, I'm in the middle of the woods. I kind of ran off because I was frantic. And um, the team leader came. I was supposed to be the leader. <laughs> I was leading the team. Um, so, talk about humble. <laughs> I'm in the woods. So, but this, he's very frustrated, this leader, but the Spirit of God comes on him, and uh, he comes and gently puts his arm around me, and he begins to tell me this story about his horse. Now, I know nothing about horses, but he began to say, when you train a horse, 
to pull or to stay still. Um, you, tie, he, you tie them, if you want them to stay still, you tie them to this post and they're harnessed to it. And so he says the, the whole time you'll see them out there and they'll start and they'll just pull and they'll pull and they'll pull. They do it for however long. Let's just keep pulling, pulling, pulling the pole, pulling the pole. And they're pulling against the pole. And he said, and then one day, because the tension is on their harness, they're just pulling and there's this tension there. And one day they realize, well, all they have to do is just step closer to the pole and the tension releases. So um, he said, so he looked at me and he says, Tammy, you're pulling against the post. He says, you need to step into the post you need to step in he says because the tension that you're creating for yourself because you're just constantly pulling against what the Lord is really trying to do so my theme for that mission trip you know every time like I wanted to run into the woods was step into the post step into the post so yeah yeah thank you Tammy <laughs> do I you have something yeah, I just want to also just, I think just share in similar ways in relationship to Tammy. I had one of those salvation moments. I think that those are salvation moments from ourselves uh, that we get delivered from this strength of ourself. And uh, it was funny, you know, early on in Eagle's Nest, you know, Lee and I kind of got thrown into leadership probably a little early in relationship to really how we had gotten freedom. Uh, we were just kind of the first fruits, and so you just kind of get thrown in there. And, and one of my worst scriptures in my mind that really always was at my back was comfort others with the same comfort you've been comforted with. And I, I hated, I really hated that scripture because I knew I had never let God comfort me. I never had submitted myself to the Lord. I was pulling the the string out I was like I got this Lord I can do it I'm not I mean I can comfort myself I can get through these things myself it was really interesting we went to this leadership conference up in Boone North Carolina and it was just one of those moments where everything like I short circuit at those he he knows I used to short circuit at conferences but why because I felt like I should be doing it all by myself, but I realized when I got into the midst of all these people, I'm like, I know I couldn't. Like, I can't do this on my own. I can't do this where I'm at. And it was so funny. I went out on the, this little bus we took up, up there. And, um, I was just frustrated. I was crying. I, you know, Of course, I didn't let anybody see that because uh, I had it all together, and I was good. And then I went back in, and and we had these little breakout sessions with Tech and Radford. Uh, there was a bunch of different college ministries there. And, and we went back in, and, and I didn't want to speak. I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted to run. I wanted to break the, the thing. And, and it was really amazing that, um, you know, they, we, we talked for probably an hour about campus ministry and this, that, and the other. And, of course, I didn't say a word. I was just wanting to be out of this place. Um, and all of a sudden, somebody said, Doug, you know, Levy, will you, will you close this out in prayer? And all of a sudden, this guy named Hopper, you always have these Hoppers, Thomases of life. If you just knew him, he, just, he caught on to the things that nobody else caught on to. So all of a sudden, he's like, hey, hold on just a second. He said, Mitch, you know, I feel like you got something to say. I was like, oh, my gosh, really? 
I'm glad I said that. My, like, I wanted to just, I don't know, country cuss or something. You know, I just wanted to do something. But I was like, are you serious? Like, really? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but all of a sudden, I mean, he, Hopper said, Mitch, do you have something to say? And I was like, and I got out, I think I got out maybe three words and lost it. Like, lost it. Like, hyperventilating lost it in front of 40 other leaders in this group. But you know what? I would never take that moment back, ever. Why? Because it freed me that day. I mean, I, I, I wish I'd have stepped into the pole. I wouldn't have had to done. I mean, maybe that wouldn't have had to go that way. But the Lord is just saying, Mitch, I'm, I came to comfort you. And he comforted me that day. And he comforted me through men in that group that took me out and said, hey, let's, let us walk with you. Let us in. And that, that, was the, that was a salvation, probably the biggest salvation moment of my life was freedom from me, freedom from that instead of, you know, kicking against the goad and trying to do it on my own, I stepped into that place of weakness. And in that place of weakness, God was strong. And so I just feel like the Lord's just saying that. If you're in that place today, that you just feel weak and you're trying to do it on your own, but, you know, just really like that. That was the pride of Mitch. That was the prideful Mitch. Wouldn't let it, you wouldn't see it, but it was there. So just break that off. So, so Lord, I just do want to break that off, God, of men and women in this place. Just freedom from themselves, freedom from that pride or that fear that would try to hold them back and, and be able to just embrace submitting themselves one to another, submitting their life to you, to you ultimately, first and foremost, yes. But, Lord, I also knew that there was a place that I just needed submitting unto men and women in my life, God, brothers and sisters, a church, a body that would walk with me and that would encourage me and build, not only build me up, but me be able to build them up in return. Because now I could comfort others with the comfort that I now had. So Lord, thank you for that salvation moment. I believe you're bringing that to others today. I believe you're being, you're empowering others to say, yes, I'll, Lord, I'll just walk under and, and see what you're going to do, Lord. So I just pray that in Jesus' name. There's two major things caused that I just came out here at the end. I just want you to take note. First was, was what Tammy was sharing and Mitch was sharing, is that you're replacing a weakness that where God's just saying, step into it. You're fighting the circumstance and situation you're in. It's, you know, like one of the past scripture there where Paul says, I'm well content. And I, I can't remember how the English word speaks them, but it's, it says narrow places. And uh, one of the things that you get in these places like Mitch, you're just in a place here, or like in, Tammy, like in the Ukraine, you're going, I don't want to be here. And God's saying, step into it. Step into it. You feel totally weak, totally helpless, inadequate, and God's saying, step into it. There's grace. The second one is what Lindsay's prophetic word that she spoke earlier, that you're seemingly facing an impossibility. <coughs> I mean, I mean, it's an impossibility. It seems impossibility for, for Lindsay. How can it be that there be a dad for her son? How can she walk in victory? Her husband has is, is gone on to be with Jesus and his body's ashes are in North Carolina and other places. 
That's an impossibility, but God's calling her out onto the sea. And as she was speaking that, I heard in the Spirit, only, only by grace can you walk on water. And so there's those, there's those and many other circumstances, situations. And, and I want you to think about what we've gone through this morning. The this, this story that God's told first off is in these places of humble humility to know that you have a God who don't start saying, were you there when? That Mim so aptly spoke and gave us revelation of who our God really is that we can say, Peter Pan's my dad. Really. God is my dad. There's confidence in there. Leah brought up the places that many times we feel weak is in relationship to others and we shared about the opportunities in those. And then uh, Ingrid got up and shared about her watch. That you can have confidence and lack. And Tom got up and spoke in relationship to, uh, to the place of faith. In that place of weakness. That you have a God who will release the grace into your life. He waits on high to have compassion and he longs to be gracious to you. And then Paula shared up and shared, just being real, that uh, it's okay to fight. Okay not to want it but step on in. And she prophesied some things to many of you in here. And I just want to, I just want us to, uh, there's some of you here who need some brothers and sisters to agree with you, and we want to agree with you. And so I, I, uh, I just want to say if some of the things that were spoken this morning really touched and ministered into your heart and you want somebody to agree with you, I just want to ask you to come up and stand in a line face across me, in front of me right here, please. And just come on. I know there are. And I'm not going to make a big deal. I know there's some. And I just need body to respond as people come to. Come up here, please. I need some men, women. Get in front of them. There's some more. One, it's somebody dealing with fear of loneliness. I hear loneliness. There's one about sickness. One about financial uh, pressure, weakness in that area. Feeling weak, feeling weak. Just face me. No, there's at least two more. Lord just spoke to me two more. Tom. Is there any more? on Beth. Let's pray for Beth. Y'all pray for Beth. Is there any more? We're just going to close. If you would, just uh, 
stand to your feet. Uh, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time we can have together. Y'all, I gotta just be obedient to this. Dana, what, are you, what song are you playing? What song are you playing? Can you sing something? Lead us, Dana. It's, can we close with a song? I just really feel like we're supposed to close with a song. Dana, can you lead us?